Hello, we're back with another episode. Once again, construction is going on outside. So that's a little bit annoying. So I'm going to once again hope that you can't hear that. But if you can, just pretend you can't and keep it pushing. So we're going to talk about my hot takes this week. So I've compiled a list of what I believe to be hot takes. Not a single soul asked for this, but I will be telling you them regardless. I'm interested if there will be any discourse that follows from these takes. I don't know if any of them are super, super wild, but I guess we'll find out together. So the first thing that I want to mention, and it's not even necessarily a hot take, but it's something that bothers me so much and I get uncontrollably angry, uncontrollably. Like I'm fuming. It's ruined my night. I want to scream. I want to cry. The world is ending. The world is in flames. Children are screaming. There's no mercy. Nothing is right in the world type vibe. So this is when I come home from going somewhere in the evening. The sun is set. It's dark out. I'm setting the scene. I walk into my bedroom to relax or get ready for bed or just put stuff down after coming back from whatever splendid outing I was on, if you will. And I walk in my room and the blinds are open. And so I'm just looking out at the streetlights, at the darkness, at the road, into the abyss. And I'm just left there, tail between my legs, vulnerable with the blinds open. This makes me uncharacteristically mad. And I don't have an explanation for why, because I did it to myself. I was not smart enough to remember to close the blinds before leaving. Because the problem is when you leave your house and it's sunny out, you might not initially think to close the blinds so that they're closed for when you get back later. And when I walk into my room and I have a huge window and the blinds are open, I feel so exposed to the world, to the elements. (laughs) I don't feel safe. I hate everything about it. And then I'm awkwardly like in the dark or even worse I have the lights on so then people can see into my room from outside because it's dark out and light in here and then I have to close the blinds I have to scramble I'm stressed it's a whole disaster and then I need like 30 to 47 minutes to recover so that's one of the big things that really drives me up the wall down the street around the corner infuriates me now I think this next thing will be quite the hot take And it is very short and sweet, but it is simply that Beyonce's debut album, Beyonce's first album, is by far her best album. Cover to cover, front to back, up and down, backwards and forwards, no skips, her best album. And you can argue with a wall and you can argue with your mother because it's just absolutely the truth. There's no universe in which an album that brought us all dangerously in love to one of the best songs ever made. There's no way that's not her best album. And I really don't have anything else to add other than that. I guess I could say it's extremely cohesive. It's like her peak R&B sound, in my opinion. And so many people are going to disagree. But I just don't know that I'm interested. I have a couple of airport hot takes. So maybe I'll make this a little section. When you go to the airport and they are saying as they do on every flight this is a full flight we may not be able to accommodate everyone's carry-on luggage if you have a carry-on bag we will check it for you at the gate of no charge blah 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 if not we'll make everybody size their bags if your bag doesn't fit we have to check your bag blah 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 all that annoying stuff i think it is absolutely 
off the rails to volunteer to check your carry-on suitcase at the gate. Like, I don't know if these people really just want to be good Samaritans or what's going on, but my question is why? I've heard that there are some people who are excited about this because then they just get to check their bag for free, but then I'm also like, why did you not just check your bag? Because you have this small luggage to go on the plane on purpose. Why would you not have just brought an actual full-size suitcase and then checked that and have been able to bring way more things. I guess I can understand if you'd already checked a big suitcase and then you also had your carry-on suitcase, so you're like, okay, I might as well check this too because I already have to wait for my big suitcase. But if that is the only thing you're bringing, why? Why would you ever want to subject yourself to having to wait for your bag to come out when you could have it on the plane with you? And I know that if people's bags won't fit, they will force people to check their bags anyway at the gate but I will never be that selfless I will absolutely never be that selfless I will do whatever I have to do to get my checked bag on the plane with me because I purposefully sorry not my checked bag my carry-on bag because I purposefully brought a small bag for this very reason so that I could in fact bring it on the plane with me and I don't have to worry about my bag getting lost about anything happening or waiting for my bag and dealing with that whole rigmarole (laughs) at my destination i just want to be able to get off the plane and go it's for ease it's the whole reason why i am doing a carry-on size luggage in the first place it fundamentally defeats the purpose to me to check your bag at the gate why on god's green earth would i want to have to roll my carry-on suitcase maybe my purse or whatever that i'm also bringing with me throughout the airport when i go to the bathroom when i'm getting food when i'm waiting at the gate bring it all the way through the airport just to then check it at the gate i can't find the logic i can't find the reason i will never be selfless enough to volunteer raise my hand walking up to the front and tag my bag and put that shit on the plane absolutely never under any circumstance dances. Never not once. Will that be me? I also absolutely hate to add to the Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber discourse at this point. I'm I'm apologizing really for even talking about this slightly at all. But what I have to say is them dating to me feels like so long ago to the point where I don't even think of them in connection to one another. So when all of this Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Haley Bieber drama and discourse began, I was so confused because I'm like, there's no way people are still on this. There's absolutely no way anybody still cares. And I literally cannot figure it out for the life of me because I just don't think of Selena Gomez in connection to Justin Bieber. Like maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe super, super diehard Selena Gomez fans never let it go. Well, clearly they never let it go but I just can't make sense of it. I think of them as their own separate people. I don't think of them as like the teens or whatever they were when they were dating. It doesn't really make any sense to me. And quite frankly, I can't figure it out. I should have stayed on my airport topics. I meant to stay on my airport topics. I got to go back to my little airport segment to tell you some more hot takes. I think leaning your seat back on an airplane, unless it's a very small amount, is absolutely off the rails and unhinged. I know that your seat can lean back and it is your right to lean it back however i think it's selfish and i think it's out of control and you need to be stopped i think you can lean it back a little bit and that's not too unhinged however anything more than like a slight sliver 
completely unacceptable. It's so selfish. When you're just chilling in economy 24D, you have such little space. So when someone leans their chair back, your space is now gone to nothing. And I can't understand how people think that's acceptable. And I can't believe people think that another person just trying to enjoy their flight should have to deal with that for their whole duration just because you want to be a bit more comfortable. Like leave your seat up or buy a first class ticket, buy a business class ticket, buy a better ticket or leave your seat up. We should not have to be dealing with Irene in 15C leaning her seat back. Do not recline. Do not recline. This is not a reclining space. I hate it. I hate it. And I think you're the problem. I think you seriously are selfish and you have a problem if you're lounging at full capacity and someone else has their knees up to their chest, no space, can barely open their tray table, their drink is spilling, they're in agony. No, I don't stand for it. I don't do it. I think it's selfish and I hate it. And if you do that, press that little button, put that seat up, put that seat back up. Another thing that I think is unhinged about planes and flights in general, I think it's unhinged to serve nuts on a plane. Now, I okay, I understand if you have a nut allergy as an adult human, it is your responsibility to alert people and let people know and make sure you are all good and take care of your own personal safety. I completely understand that is no one else's responsibility to be concerned with your allergy or take responsibility for your personal safety. However, people who are allergic to nuts who can go into anaphylactic shock just by like breathing that same air how is that safe I would assume if that's you then you alert the airlines ahead of time and you know there are accommodations so it's not a problem and maybe I think this way because I'm allergic to nuts mind you I can sit beside someone eating nuts and it's not a problem it's only if I ingest it however I just think it's such a common allergy and you're on a plane in such a tight space that I think it's bizarre to serve nut products I get this isn't an elementary school I get this is nobody else's problem but I really think it's weird I do. I really do. And I don't know, maybe this is me caring about my own problems too much. But honestly, it's not even my own problem because I'm fine sitting next to someone eating nuts. I just think it's weird. I think it's a weird choice. I think there are so many other foods you can serve. It's like, I think it's unnecessary. How about that? It's an unnecessary thing that people do on planes. Why are we serving nuts on planes? Not even a good smell, in my opinion. It Maybe it's for convenience. I don't know. But we're not at the local baseball game. Why do we need the nuts out and about in aisle 26, seat C? You know, my next segment, if you will, is going to be about movies. First and foremost, I do not like movies. And I know that this is a hot take. I don't love a movie. Every once in a while, I'll be excited for a movie and enjoy a movie. But those are few and far between because I'm usually just not interested. My thing with movies is there is such high risk with the potential low reward. There is nothing I hate more than starting a movie and it's not good and you're like half an hour in and now you're like, well, do I just watch something else and not know what happens and abandon those 30 minutes that I've put in? Or do I keep watching through a movie I don't like because I've already started it and now I still want to know what happens even if the movie's bad? It's such a time commitment and I would so much rather spend two hours of my time watching a TV show that I know I'm going to like. 
And another thing, movies should be an hour and a half. I'm sick and tired of these two hour, three hour movies. Wrap it up. If you can't tell your story more concisely, then maybe you're not a good story writer, director, producer, whatever. Wrap it up. (laughs) Seriously. But yes, I would much rather watch TV shows because I just feel as though I'm immersed in the characters. The story is continuing. There's so much more of the story when you can watch back-to-back shows. I know what I'm in for. I know I'm probably going to enjoy it. And it just feels like so much better of a time investment as opposed to a movie where I'm in this one world for an hour, two hours, three hours, and then it just ends and that's that. No, I don't want that. If I really enjoy it, then I want more of those characters. It's a, it's weird to me to enjoy that like one-off experience. Maybe I'm crazy. I probably am, but I would just so much rather enter a world in which I'm familiar with and know I'm going to sit down and really enjoy something. I can't go into a movie and sit down and just feel as good as I could because I don't know if I'm gonna like it and then I've sat there for what what have I sat there for the experience I guess but like what if it's a bad one I don't know I just don't really like the risk the gamble of it all involved with watching movies they're too long I just I'm just not into it another thing and this is probably my hottest take of all this is truly probably the hottest take that I have. And I have seen a couple people here and there who agree with this take, but usually people look at me like I have three heads. So I'm ready. Go ahead. I don't really care. I hate Marvel movies. I hate sci-fi movies. I hate fantasy movies. I hate anything with weird mythical creatures like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, like any superhero movie. I am not into it. If you're in a weird costume, I'm not into it. If there's a weird creature, I'm not into it. If it's a period piece, I'm not into it. If there's someone from a Western, if we're in like the Wild West, if we're in the 1800s, I don't want to see it. I have absolutely zero interest in watching something that is so far-fetched and so out of the realm of reality that it could never happen. I want to watch something like an action movie or like an intense bank robbery where it's still crazy and interesting and intense, but it's in the realm of possibility of something that could happen because that's what makes it believable. When you can create a story in present day with no weird costumes and it's entertaining. I find no entertainment by seeing a fairy float around. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? It's weird. I hate it. And like, maybe people are just going to tell me that I'm no fun and I have no imagination. But to me, that's just not interesting. There's nothing interesting about it. It's just weird. I don't want to be watching something from 1777. What is that doing for me? And I don't want to be watching a man in tights flying through the sky for what? Literally for what? Basically, if you have a costume on, it's probably not a movie I want to see. And don't get me wrong, I completely understand that there are also action movies or, you know, movies set in current day that, of course, aren't crazy realistic. Like those things happening in the movies wouldn't really happen in real life. It's just the fact that it's at least somewhat believable. There's nothing believable about a dragon going off on a quest. Like, I just don't understand why anybody wants to see that. I don't need to see a man with a musket. Like, I, it's 2023. I just, don't, I just don't care. I don't, I don't want that. Now, this next take, I know this is unhinged. I know. I'm well aware. I understand that this is probably not, I will even come out and say that this hot take I have is a bad take. And I'm fine with that. I hate bread. 
I do not like bread. And don't get me wrong, I'm not talking like a really nice bagel or like a baguette or some form of elevated bread. I'm talking like go to the grocery store, get a whole wheat loaf of Dempster's situation. Just like your regular, degular, everyday sandwich level bread that you would find on your kitchen counter. Hate it. Don't want to eat it. Hate a sandwich. Think it's disgusting. I don't understand why anyone would eat that when you could also just simply eat something else. It doesn't taste good. No flavor. Nothing to it. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't like bread. I don't like regular loaves of bread. I think it's really weird. And don't get me wrong. I completely understand that maybe all you can afford is to get a loaf of bread. And the last thing I would ever want to do is like talk down on someone who enjoys a great Dempster's loaf of bread. It is just not for me. I would just rather eat quite literally anything else. And not to just like shit on Dempster's. I just picked a brand. I don't know. Go to your local grocery store. Whatever bread is in there, I don't want it. Another thing that is quite random peanut brittle is not real. That's not a real food. I think I've heard about that in movies or in books. I don't, I've never come across peanut brittle in real life and therefore I just don't think it exists. I think it's folklore. I think it's made up. I don't think anyone's ever eaten it. Maybe it's because I'm allergic to nuts that I've never come across it, but I just don't think it's a real food, a real dessert. What even is it? I don't know. I think peanut brittle is one of those things you hear in like a movie in 2003 and then it's just like folklorian. I don't know. I just don't really believe that that is real. So let me know if you've ever had peanut brittle. Super random, but I would just like to say I think it's something we've all made up and then just like kept going and it doesn't exist. And another thing, I know this is a hot take and some may say, some may argue, a bad take. I don't believe that people genuinely like Mac computers other than for the aesthetic. I just think girlies do not want to pull up to their local cute Instagram cafe and pull out a Dell computer. I don't. I don't think that's what they want. I don't think people want to pull up with their HP in university. I think people want to look cute with their MacBook and their iPhone and call it a day. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm an iPhone girly. Love an iPhone. I am just not in it for a Mac computer. I hate them. I think they're difficult to use. I think the whole interface is ugly. They actually drive me up the wall. Why would I use a Mac when I could use a PC? And maybe that's just because I grew up as a PC girl, but I just think from a functionality standpoint, they make so much more sense. Like Max, what are they doing for any of us? What are they? I, I just don't know. I think it's all propaganda. I don't think anyone really wants a Mac. They just think they want one. They've been, been conditioned to believe that they want one, but they don't really. Come on over to the PC side. Join us. We're having a great time. It's not this like weird elitist situation. I mean, if you're like an Instagram girly, then maybe you need a Mac for your brand, but that's it. That's it. That's all. I don't know. And my last and final hot take, which I don't even think is a hot take in the good Lord's year 2023 at this point. So if you're in Canada, there's university and then there's college in the US. You call everything college, weird, bizarre, whatever. My hot take, don't go to university. For the love of God, go to college. I am shouting from the rooftops. I wish that's what I had done. Don't spend an arm and a leg. Don't spend a fortune. Don't be in debt. Don't be paying off student loans for 10 years go to college it is half the price find something you love or are interested in or are passionate about and go to college and do that and then get a job doing that maybe you'll own your own business doing that or maybe you'll just be content in life if i could go back and go to college and just pick something more interesting and just do that 1000 percent, i would have done it because at the end of the day University is one of those weird societal 
status things where it's like you need to go to university to get a job and I cannot wait for the day when in society we have evolved past that rhetoric that mentality it's so backwards I can tell you for 1000% certainty certainty I did not learn a single thing in university nothing absolutely nothing so what was it all for right I understand going for the experience so if that's what you want by all means I guess I don't regret that aspect but it's such a scam and I just feel like college in every way will be so much more worth your money and getting a job in your field and doing a co-op please please if you are youngin <laughs> if you're going to apply to school soon even just consider going to college and I know there are a lot of pressures like in my family I didn't really feel like that was even an option like I felt like I just had to go to university like no one explicitly told me that but I understand that a lot of people have like family traditions and norms and expectations where it's like yeah you graduate high school and you go to university and I totally get that but if you're able to I would just consider not <laughs> don't go don't go to university kids who cares don't go <laughs> like I hate being 24 podcast don't go to school nothing matters no but seriously like do what you want. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would be listening to me for advice. Truly. Another thing, which I don't think is a hot take at all. It's just something that as someone who's just like so smart and brave and courageous and in their mid-20s can can tell you. What, what even was that sentence? I, I'm sorry that that even came out of my mouth. Do whatever you want. Truly. Truly. Do whatever you want. If you're able to, just do it. Whatever you want to do, do it. Like, the world does not stop for you. No one else is going to make your dreams come true. I don't know why I'm being, like, preachy and inspirational right now. But take it for what you will. Whatever it is, do whatever you want. That's <laughs> the last thing I'm going to leave you with. No one cares what you're doing. Nothing matters. Nothing's that deep. The world's on fire. Do whatever you want. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's all I have for you today. Maybe a bit of a short episode, but also maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. If I think of any more hot takes, I will pop back in. I'm coming at you with one more hot take. You don't need to know how to park to be a good driver. I'm here. I'm 24. I don't know how to parallel park. I can barely reverse park. I don't. It's amazing that I can operate a moving vehicle. I'm kidding. I'm actually a good driver, but you know. There is nothing wrong. There is no shame in the game in circling around a parking lot till you find a spot you like. There's no shame in the game from parking a couple blocks away because it's easier. Don't let anyone shame you into thinking you need to parallel park on a busy street because let me tell you, you don't. You don't. I won't. I refuse to. And I don't care. So if I can leave you with that, don't parallel park. Park badly. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, don't interfere with ever anyone else. Obviously, like, don't park so badly that you're, like, diagonally across two spots. But in my opinion, parking well, optional. <laughs> this is also something that is probably not a hot take in 2023. But the absolute last thing I want when I eventually get married someday, ideally in my late 20s, maybe, who knows, I can't predict the future. I don't want a wedding. The last thing I want is a wedding. If I need to have a wedding, I want it to be as small as I could possibly get away with. Like 50 people sounds like too many, which is a little bit of an issue considering I have a million brothers and them alone would be like filling up a guest list. But that's rather, rather, that's neither here nor there. 
at this point. All I want to do is have as small of a wedding as I could possibly get away with and then go on an insane honeymoon. I want all that money to be spent on an insane vacation. The last thing on earth that I want is having to just have a wedding where I have all these people I'm obligated to invite, parents, friends, the works, and having to pay for a meal for them just because society says you have to invite such and such people. I don't want to get wrapped up in a situation where because I invite this family friend, then I have to invite these ones. And because I invite these extended family members, then I have to invite these ones. No, no one's getting an invite. Simply, like, no one's getting an invite. I don't even care. In my ideal world, I'll just have a beautiful home one day and can pull a Miley Cyrus and get married in my living room. That would be the absolute most ideal. I can't think of anything that's a bigger waste of money than a wedding. And maybe you can tell me I'm just cynical and I'm no fun. And I know a lot of girlies dream of their wedding day, but that is just simply not me. I would spend a lot of money on the dress because obviously I want to look fabulous. And I would spend a lot of money on the trip because that would be super worthwhile to me, I feel like, other than a wedding because who's it really for? Like, it's for you, but is it, you know, it's kind of for your parents. It's kind of for other people in your life to celebrate you. And I get that. But I only want people who are closest to me, who actually matter to me to be there on that day. Otherwise, what's the point? If there's someone who's at my wedding that I don't really care whether or not they would be there or not, I don't want them invited in the first place. I just think it's weird. The smaller the wedding, the better. Save your money. Do what you want. I'm super pro do whatever the hell you want today. I don't know. I don't know what I'm on today. I'm just like, who cares? (laughs) I think that is the last of the hot takes I will leave you with for now. And honestly, if I think of more, I guess I'll jump back in. But it's been a time. See ya.